sometimes you need to just take a break and take a step back. In this episode of Crucible, we're going to be doing exactly that. We're going to be taking an intermission after this. Okay, let me start over. Sometimes you need to take a break and just take a step back. In this episode of Crucible, we're going to be taking a brief intermission and we're going to reflect and look over the past 30 episodes of Crucible with my producers, Ben, Matt, and Byron. We all face challenges, crucibles in life, that make us or break us, and our health is often the biggest crucible we will face. This podcast is designed to help you achieve your health goals through simple, strategic, and proven methods. In every episode, we'll learn about how to overcome your health crucibles and live your best life. Hello, everybody. This is Mary Lee Aitenhan coming to you live from my Diva Den studio here in Brentwood, Tennessee for my podcast of Crucible. In this final episode of Crucible, we are not saying goodbye. We are merely saying until next time as we take an intermission. We'll see each other again, my friends, and we will continue to help to support and guide each other through the challenges and crucibles in your lives to come out stronger than ever together on the other side. Today, I'll be joined by the crew behind the scenes of this podcast, whose voices and faces you may not know, but who have made this podcast a possibility and wildly more successful than I ever imagined. So help me welcome Ben Tompkins and Martin McHugh from Two Brothers Creative. Welcome guys. Hi Mary Lee. Hi Mary Lee. Hey, hey. Welcome. So this is the Diva Den, huh? I have not formally been in the Diva Den. I guess oh. you consider me being in the Diva Den right here. You know you you know you live vicariously through Mary Lee and that Diva Den. I do. Yeah. And we I need to point out <clears throat> that I'm in Brentwood and they are in um Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we do this all remotely and it, it is rather tricky. So Yeah, but it's been a lot of fun. It has been. How does the final show, how does it feel? Does it, has it hit you yet? Or do you realize, <laughs> oh man, this, this, this is the last episode? Yeah. Now I'm going to cry. Um, yeah, my husband and I both cried <laughs> this morning. So, but I'll be back. It's just a matter of time. Right. Absolutely. So, That's the great thing about the podcast and the dividend is it, it can, we can pick it right back up whenever we want. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's what I'm planning on. Great. Uh, we do have some questions for you. Uh, oh. Talking, We'd like to talk about uh, your experience through the podcast as you've done a number of episodes and you've interviewed a number of guests and you've shared a lot. And um, we kind of want to pick your brain uh, okay. for some of some tidbits that maybe stand out to you. Uh, our first question, and Myron and I, we can kind of just go back and forth if we want, but um, do you have a favorite moment from the show when you think of the podcast is there a favorite moment from the show that stands out to you? Um, probably the first time I got to see it live on video. Um, so the first time I heard it, I was like, yay, this sounds really good. And I sounded really smooth. And then all of a sudden I'm on video and it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is frightening. 
because I have no filter on my camera. And um, yeah, this is me in live color. So, but that was really a thrill, honestly, to get to see it as, you know, as well. And to see it produced so well, you guys do a great job. Well, it's easy when it's, when we have a uh, good talent to work with, mm -hmm. that, that, that <laughs> makes you. it a lot easier. So I, I would give most of the credit to to you. Oh, well, thank you. We always take out my blunders and my, that's the great thing. It's not like live um, music theater or a live concert on stage where whatever I say is, you know, emblazed in um, people's video cameras <laughs> forever or their phones. <laughs> so we can at least edit that stuff out. So that's good. That's one thing I don't know if we've ever done, like a blooper reel. Oh, it'd be scary. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that, though. I would, right. I would absolutely love that. I'd die laughing. <laughs> yeah, ben, Ben's volunteered for that. so <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I can put something together. Uh, what has been your biggest personal breakthrough during the, this podcast journey? Yeah, thanks, Martin. Um I think I realized after I listened through season one where I'd interviewed 16 or 17 different people and the crucibles that they had lived through. And then my comments back to them and I kept bringing up about how my, you know, I'd lost my father when I was 13 and I thought, oh my gosh, there's so, I, I keep talking about this. And I thought, I really need to go talk to somebody professionally about this because obviously I'm not, you know, over this trauma and um, that's probably the best thing that happened to me because I was able to get into therapy and, and just, you know, unpack all this stuff from my life. And um, it's truly, I feel like it's made me a better person for sure. So in some ways, it, I don't know if equating podcasts to therapy is a fair <laughs> equation, not that, but it, it is a release in so many ways of yeah, you actually talk about something and with most podcasts and you do a great job and you've done a great job with your episodes of formatting and structuring them. So it's not just get on and wing it. Uh, but when you do that, I think that that having that structure of verbally sit talking through things um, and then knowing that people are going to watch it, people are going to listen to it. And so you kind of need to be on your game. Um, I think it can be a good release for all kinds of emotions and a good process to work through things. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. And I, and I think because I, you know, I do prep ahead of time and I also research ahead of time. Um, so that was pretty humbling as well. You know, as I'm researching through these topics and going, Oh yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that. Oh, right. you know, um, <laughs> kind of like, wow, I need to really get it together here. So personally, mm -hmm. you know, in my own walk. So, so talk about, um, some guests and some guest stories that you that come to mind. Is there a guest story that has left an impact on you throughout the podcast? Oh yeah, there there just have been many. In fact, I would say virtually every guest I brought on, you know, left an impact. Um, the first one that came to my mind was Wags, and that's Lee Wagner. Um, he's a great friend of ours. And we've known him as Wags his whole life, but he did a walk to remember and he talked about the trauma of losing both of his children in a car accident on Mother's Day and how he was just so distraught and just so in grief that he walked literally from Peachtree City, which is near Atlanta, um, 
to North Carolina, to the coast of North Carolina, to where, you know, the newspapers picked up his story and he had a cell phone and that's all he had on him. And he just literally walked out of the house and told Debbie, I'll be back. <laughs> you know, and I, I didn't know the extent probably of that pain that he had gone through. It was, you know, it's always profound. And I think it's always a parent's worst nightmare is to lose your children. And um, he lost his whole family. So I don't know, that was, yeah, <laughs> as yeah. you can tell, that was very impactful. And were you kind of prepared for that interview or did it, did it, did you no. realize the story that you were about to hear? I knew the story and I, I interviewed all of my guests before I did the actual interview so that I, you know, knew the details and kind of knew which questions to ask and where to lead them. And this is still back when it was just literally the podcast. And, um, but man, then he got on and he started sharing and it was just like, oh, he didn't tell me any of that, mm -hmm. you know? So then I, I felt kind of, yeah, caught off guard. It was really tough to, to keep my composure and, and not just be sitting there with tears dripping down my face, you know. So, so, so with that, with that story and that essentially an unexpected lesson, um, what have you learned, or is there anything that you can share of unexpected lessons or tips that that your guests have provided that have improved your own uh, health or even faith? Well, I think that, first of all, of course, looking back, you see how faithful God, at least I, I have in my own life, how God has been so faithful. And I believe that too with Lee and many of my guests, pretty much all of my guests that I have had on have been believers, you know, and so it, it's just that constant reminder that, you know, I'm not alone. I do have, you know, I do have God walking by my side the entire time. But also the fact of when people go through trauma, and I mean trauma with a capital T, like a death or um, somebody that, well, Casey Youngendritz shared about how she was beat up by her husband who had PTSD, um, became an alcoholic, you know, and she, she was, she finally left him. And, um, you know, it just, I, it just reinforced on my own light, especially after going to therapy, how people need to talk to somebody else. Mm -hmm. They need to go. And, and as hard as it is to do, it's, you know, that's the healing and that's the, you know, the peace that can come to your heart as well as your mind and your life. And I know that Lee's gone through a lot of it, Lee and Debbie together. So that was, you know, kind of an eye opener to me, like, wow, I need to deal with my stuff. <laughs> so... Um, this podcast has been, I mean, the overall theme is helping others overcome their crucible. Um, how did that process of helping others overcome their health crucibles in turn help you? Can you think of instances where helping someone else in turn helped your, yourself? Yeah. Um, my my first thought is Brett Wetton, and I interviewed him about his life, and he shared the clip um from Goodwill Hunting about you know, Matt Damon. Well, I think Robin Williams says to Matt Damon, it's not your fault. And that was a, a key turning point in Brett's life to realize that all of the stuff that he had gone through, which was equally traumatic in a whole different, you know, whole different way. But that really brought peace to me as well. And that's one thing that I've 
you know, had my therapist tell me over and over, you know, it's not your fault. You didn't choose these circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's given me hope personally and hopefully, you know, my listeners as well. And and so so his story and many other stories have more than likely helped influence your own personal health and fitness philosophy. Can you, uh, how have those stories impacted you? Um, I think truly that as people have shared um, and as I've researched and done my solo episodes as well, there, there's always that huge, and this is the reason I became a health coach was first of all, you know, to keep me accountable. But I think that's the number one thing that I have gained out of all of this is just the accountability of, well, if this person can do it, then, you know, I certainly should be able to do it too, you know, as well as just researching and, you know, the, the faith and fitness and, you know, going, okay, am I really doing those five you know, and it's just, a, it's been like a whole self-improvement process, literally through all these 30 episodes, um, in a good way, so. Uh, let's talk about some of the fans of the show. Myron and I are big fans. Uh, uh, you do have other fans, um, and that's always, I would imagine, I don't have a podcast, but I would imagine that that's a, an interesting thing when you have people listening to you and reaching out to you, potentially, and talking about you, and it almost is a immense sense of power that you have, <laughs> you're communicating with the masses. Um, can you share a story with us when a fan maybe reached out to you and talked about the podcast, how they're a fan, maybe how it influenced their life? Yeah, I've actually had um, two two females reach out to me. One of them was my student, and she was literally my next door neighbor when we lived in Geneva, Nebraska. And that's where I taught the longest and where I had a ton of success But she came to me after uh, my episode on um, eating disorders and she shared, oh my gosh, it was just a boohoo moment for both of us. And she shared how she had an eating disorder as well, had been struggling with it. What could I do to help her, you know, with her health? And I had no idea because I I had her as a child, you know, she grew up and eventually graduated, um, you know, and I had no idea any of that was going on. And I wish... I would have at that time, you know, I feel like I could maybe have given her more help, but she said, you were always the person that saw me. You always saw me in the classroom. And she says, otherwise I was just invisible. And so I was like, oh, you know, that was really, that was really awesome. And ironically, the house that we lived at, she lived, you know, one way to my, to the left of our house. And then to the right side of our house was another neighbor. And she, and I actually taught with her and, um, she's a for you know a teacher as well and um she had come to me and said all right now mary lee uh, tell me all about this health program you're doing because i i've listened to all your podcasts and you know i want to do this and i was i was shocked because i hadn't talked to her in probably i don't know 15 years mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, that was really neat and a really neat you know kind of reconnection so yeah, yeah. so uh, so uh, your podcast is full of uh, great advice for anyone to get not only on uh, the just overall health journey um, to begin with. Uh, what out of all your guests, what is the most profound piece of advice that they've ever given you on your show? Interesting. Hmm. I think when I had Vernon 
Vernon Dub Davis. It's his. Uh, he's one of our my best friends and a great coach friend. Um, but he talked about his, how grateful he was and how people needed to be grateful for their, you know, because he had lost 100 pounds. He was an alcoholic. He literally just quit drinking. He became a vegetarian. He's This guy is totally ripped. He's, you know, he's not even 50 years old. And um, and he had shared with me, he always calls me Marley, Marley, you know, Marley, you need to be grateful, you know. And I thought, Wow. Exactly. And he says, how do I know these people? You know, he'll always say that too. How on earth did I ever meet you? You know, um, and it was, it's always very humbling because it's, you know, I, I like everybody else take a, a lot of things for granted and um, being happy and being grateful. Yeah. That should be number one on, I think everybody's list, you know, yeah. to be thankful for. So. Um, we've talked a little bit about some, uh, pretty significant crucibles that some guests have talked with you about. Can you elaborate more on maybe some guest or a, a one guest that you had a deep emotional connection with as a guest, or maybe you had that didn't have that connection before, but then after they came on the show on the podcast, you felt a deeper emotional connection with them. Yeah, for sure. Um, Casey Young Andreas came on, and I shared a little bit about. Her story, her husband, uh, she got married um, young. Um, she had children young. Um, her husband went off to Iraq, and he came back a whole different person. And he had PTSD. He he just was in the depths of despair, um, you know, at the bottom of a bottle. And he was an alcoholic. And she, I had, you know, no clue. And Casey and I, she's. She actually is, um, she runs the cleaning company that comes to my house. And so we'd had an event, this is back in 2021, and she came and she had her cleaning crew here because it's still kind of, everybody was leery about COVID and this is going to be a, a whole in-home, you know, kind of an experience. We had about 40 people here. So she had her crew here and she was here and she was cleaning and just serving just like, you know, her fabulous people do. And, um, to make sure that stuff was wiped down, every bathroom was wiped down, you know, the counters were wiped down. We were just being ultra, um, help, you know, hopefully smelled like Clorox, but it was, you know, it was okay. But I, she and I have always clicked and we've always had a great friendship. And, um, wow, after I heard her whole story then, and she's got, you know, a disabled, um, young child that's just had all sorts of problems. And man, she just keeps persevering. So I, I, after that episode, I was like, damn girl, <laughs> you know, kudos to you. It's like, yeah, she, that really, really made an impact on me of, of, she, you know, she's so young and what she'd already lived through. It was more than most people go through, you know, in a lifetime. So that was super sweet. So I'm going to, I'm going to change gears here a little, okay. a little bit. We've, we've been, we've been, uh, had had some pretty heavy moments here, like uh, going through uh, you know emotional connections and stuff like that. But there are hilarious moments on screen, well, off screen for the most part. Yeah. What is the funniest moment that you've hap that's happened off off mic uh, during the podcast? I got I got one in the bank right here that I, that I could share once you share here. Okay. Well, the very first episode that we did. Um, Ben, I don't think you ran on this one, but it took 
me 45 minutes to figure out something was not hooked up right with my computer and you guys were literally you know troubleshooting with me and i'm on my hands and knees underneath my desk replugging stuff in rebooting re you know it took forever and i don't know what it was i i can't even remember now what the one you know ah aha thing was but it was not hooked up right and um i thought i was and then i had to sit down and do that first episode and i could just feel the sweat pouring down my face my back you know it was just like oh my gosh i hope i, I don't even remember what i said in that episode but um because i was so rattled <laughs> and it is not my forte as y'all well know well well, like Murphy's law. <laughs> well speaking of it i think it before this recording of of speaking of things not connected and not working properly as you we're we're having you shoot on uh, your your uh, phone because because your yeah. keyboard and my mouse aren't working so it's, it's kind of reminiscent of that first episode there's there's the mouse yeah. the next uh iteration of the crucible podcast should be overcoming it challenges yeah <laughs> oh lord have mercy and any of my students that that had me as a teacher i mean i just didn't i i finally ended up giving up it's like does somebody know how to run this come up here and do it you know right. and that was pretty much my you know theme for my whole entire teaching career um because inevitably i would mess it up or i'd have it working fine and then you know as as today we go to start and it's like i can't even click on my email i can't click on anything so yes we're well, on my phone thank goodness for iphones yay there's there's i mean you are many things uh mary lee many positive <laughs> great things and resilient is one of them oh uh, for sure you have you. Uh, produced many episodes about resilience um but can you think of a guest who stands out for their willpower willpower and their resilience um that that's kind of reminiscent of your own um well, I'm not sure if it's reminiscent of my own, but resilience is definitely something that um, I, I think you have to learn. Um, but Matt's interview, my interview with, with your brother, Matt Tompkins, and um, America's Addicted, I think, was the title of his episode. And I had no idea any of that about Matt's backstory. And I was just flabbergasted because he just laid it out so factual and, you know, like it was no big deal. And I just thought, wow, I, my hat's off to you, dude, <laughs> you know, and, um, and also Beth Brower, she was on, she lived in the tunnels in LA, was a high school graduate friend of mine. And um, she went to rehab 17 times wow. to get sober. And the 17th time um, it finally clicked with her. I think she knew that she was going to die. If she, if she didn't get through it this time, she was going to be dead. And that's pretty close to about what happened. So those were, you know, just great stories to me. And they were revolved about, you know, substance abuse and addiction. But also Dr. Clark Rausch, he talked about um, grieving. And he went through cancer, you know, overcame it. And then his wife got cancer and then two years later she she was gone and how hard it's been and you know the first anniversary i've gone through that with him and the second anniversary of her death and his students have been there for him and he's he's just a fabulous person and teacher but i thought wow his insights into grief and grieving were you know spot on i thought he should have written a book um and i hope he does i've encouraged him 
it's like you need to put this down in writing because there's so many people that you know don't know how to grieve or they just you know push so many people just stuff stuff down you know and i thought this was one instance where this guy clearly could have done that and he didn't and his resiliency was yeah you know he's he's still extremely successful and happy and you know doing great so i really respect him yeah and 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 in order to build resiliency, you have to be faced with tons of challenges. Mm. Um, and there have been tons of challenges that have been shared across the uh, across your podcast. In fact, one of the biggest challenges that podcasters face is they typically give up after seven episodes. Oh wow! You're you're, you're two seasons in with yeah. I, I from the audio. I, I I don't even know it's might be around a hundred episodes. I want to say I'm not, I, I don't have the exact number in front of me. Um, yeah, I've just been staring at, uh, at in between you and Ben right now, but, <laughs> uh, what, what has been your biggest challenge during this podcast journey and how did you overcome it? Well, my goal was simply from the beginning to help people and it was never about the downloads, but, um, yeah, I've only done, so this will be my 31st, I think, episode that you guys have um, edited. And um, it was never about the downloads, even though God really blessed me. And I had, I don't know, I've had over 15,000 downloads. I think you told me, well, Matt told me that we averaged over 500 per episode, which was just shocking to me. Because I thought, you know, when I did, I thought, well, I you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. And if it helps somebody, you know, then yay, be blessed. You know, that's kind of my, has been my whole thought process. And, um, but no, I'm sorry, I lost track. Your question was what again, Martin? <laughs> well, overcoming it. Uh, oh. you, you're facing biggest challenges uh, during, during it. So uh, probably I would say transitioning uh, at least from the audio audibles, side to uh, the video side more more than likely and then laying out yeah. the structure probably right yeah exactly and um yeah just all the equipment um and making sure i know how it works and what's supposed to be hooked up and it is all hooked up but yeah for some reason my mouse even though i put a new battery in it <laughs> it's not working but um and also the makeup because you know i did quite a bit of study and background on you know what kind of makeup do you need to be on you know, on a camera and I completely changed everything. I almost, you know, I still have some of the stuff I use, but it was all too uh, greasy looking, you know, and lots of serum and it's supposed to make you look, you know, glowing. Well, you know, it just makes you look like a, you know, greasy pig <laughs> live, you know, on, on a video. So, um, that was really interesting to me. And I did, I watched several tutorials about how to do it, you know, um, but ironically, I've gotten a lot of compliments since then. People will come up to me and go, wow, your makeup's just amazing or it's perfect. In fact, this last weekend at convention, I had several women come up to me. Can I take my picture with you? And I was like, oh, it was just kind of, it was almost embarrassing. But um, the resiliency part for me, um, you know, in doing this has been what should be my next topic, what should be my next episode because I wasn't necessarily trying to top, you know, that one or top this one, you know. Um, so that was probably the hardest thing. It's like, oh, I'm blank. You know, I'd ask my husband for 
suggestions and um, sometimes I'd listen to them and oftentimes I didn't. <laughs> so, but at least gave me an idea of where to head, you know, um, and what to pick. And I tried to pick things that were on my heart at the time that I could share with listeners. Cause if you're authentic, you know, I think that comes through more than anything. Uh-huh. You talked about, you know, the downloads increasing as the podcast went on and downloads aren't everything when it comes to podcasting, uh, your consumption rate, how long people are listening. True. Uh, it was pretty consistent. Um, and I think the thing that people listen to, and this is true across, no matter what podcast it is and really no matter what, what medium it is, but engaging storytelling and having engaging guests on and engaging host. Um, and I think that that's something that you've always brought to this podcast is the sense of engagement and pulling people in. Um, can you, you tell us about a moment with one of those guests um, and their story that maybe shocked you or surprised you or caught you off guard? Something that the listener would say, well, I'm not going to get out of my car just yet. I'm going to finish listening to this podcast because I don't know where this is going and I, I want to find out more. Uh, can you think of a guest that had that kind of a story? Um, well, I've shared many of them. <clears throat> Probably one I didn't mention was, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Maggie Malone and how she, she, you know, she came from small town America. We had less than 200 kids in our high school and I was very fortunate to be able to be her vocal music teacher. And she was a two-time Olympian and she went to the Rio Olympics and she felt like she kind of froze. She didn't do very well. I think she was in the top 20 maybe or so. And so how she had come back and her whole story of just going on about how she figured out basically to pick herself up. She's on the world stage and what she needed to do. And she, she said she needed to have it like a Marvel team or like a team of superheroes. So she hired a nutritionist, um, uh, a guy that just dealt with technique and trained with him, moved to the, you know, to the area where this guy lived, um, a weightlifter, um, a person that dealt with just there's, you know, the psychological aspect of sports and when you do well, when you don't well, you know, and, and all of that. And she had six or seven different people. And I thought that is a fabulous idea. I thought I need to do this for myself. I was just kind of slack jawed and she, you know, she's all the 24, <laughs> and I thought, wow, this such wisdom, you know, and she'd already done her second Olympic and, um, you know, and she'd won the, the USA. She still holds the USA record in Javelin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just such a good story of here she is from nowhere in Nebraska. And, um, you know, and she, she kept going, you know, so that one kept my interest as well. But I think Beth Browers, when she told about all horrors of living in Vegas and living in the, you know, basically is a, she's living on the street, but she's in those tunnels. And um, she didn't share all the, the terrible things that happened to her, but she, she told me and I was, I was mortified <laughs> to think, wow, okay, you know, um, when you're desperate, you know, you'll do anything kind of a deal. Yeah. So, yeah, so. We've talked about challenges that you face, the resiliency of building, uh, uh, being resilient, and uh, some of your experiences with the uh, podcast host. What has been the most rewarding part? If you could 
pick one thing. What has been the most rewarding part about creating Crucible Champions Women's Faith in Fitness? For me, it's all about the faith and um, and the healing that I've received through this, you know. Um, but also just realizing that, yeah, had it not been for my faith and that I hope came across in every episode, maybe not some more than others, but yeah, without my faith, I'd be nothing. Well, um, Mary Lee, I, I don't want to say as we conclude this final episode, because there may be future ep episodes. Oh, now. there will be. There will be. This will be just a, a momentary hiatus. A yeah. Little, a little break as we collect ourselves. But up until this point, um, you've covered so much. You've interviewed so many amazing guests. You've had such an amazing journey yourself. We've had an amazing journey producing your show. Yeah, thank um, you. What would you like your listeners to remember most about this journey and the podcast? Um, I think mainly that people aren't alone. And I think with COVID, you know, it changed our world. And um, I, I have found that everything that I had felt or said on this episode on an episode or whatever in preparation, I feel like it's been, you know, echoed back to me in so many different ways that, you know, you're not alone. It's not your fault, you know, trust in God and, you know, you'll be able to get through it. So that's a great message. Yeah, and fortunate, fortunately, any, everyone can go back and cycle through this podcast will be available continue to be available through however long servers exist right. <laughs> so, yeah so, so that's the fortunate thing uh, but apart from that uh I'll let you lead us out here mary lee well thank you so much you guys honestly i just love and appreciate both of you and matt and um and a special shout out to brett wetton because he's he's encouraged me to even do this and i never would have done it had he not said something to me and i was like oh okay well maybe i should do that you know um but i just want to say thank you to everybody and for all your hard work and your patience while stuff went wrong on my end and um yeah i just want to tell everybody you know god bless and you know have a fantastic life <laughs> This income testimonial is not representative of the average earnings that coaches achieve with Optavia. Only a very small number of coaches will achieve income that is within the range of this testimonial. Optavia makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with Optavia results only from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, competence, and leadership. Please see the Optavia Income Disclosure Statement for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. In a clinical study, the group on the optimal weight 5-in-1 plan lost 10 times more weight than the self-directed group. Average weight loss for clients on the optimal weight 5-in-1 plan is 12 pounds. References include Dr. A's Habits of Health book by Wayne Scott Anderson, Your Life book by Wayne Scott Anderson, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jem Diethmer, Diana Chapman, and Kaylee Warner-Klemp. Lifelong transformation, one healthy habit at a time. Optimal weight, five in one plan. Optimal weight, three in three plan. Optavia, the four components of our system. Optavia Coach, the Habits of Health Transformational System, Your Life Book by Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson.